All right. Do you think you make a good patient, Ken? I think I make an absolutely terrible patient. <laughs> I'm probably in the same boat. I'm getting better. I would say my skills have have gotten better about being a patient. I would say my knowledge has gotten better, yet my actual application has gotten worse towards myself. Oh, yeah. So if you guys haven't guessed, we are going to talk about being patients. Um, the goods, the bads, the roadblocks, the speed bumps, the hurdles. I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Hurdles. I, I, I can tell you were losing it, so I got this. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump right in. Let's go. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken and Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right, guys, we're back at it. Just me and Ken uh, for another episode. Being our worst patients. Um, yeah, that is, I definitely think, a true statement in our field in general, along with. I don't even care. think it. That's what I was going to say. I wasn't saying. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it's just us. It's definitely just healthcare as a whole. We are our worst patients. And I hear that yeah. from doctors, I hear that from dentists. And I can definitely say that for ourselves because I'll work with a patient's flexibility. I'll work out their hamstrings or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, oh, that's way better than me. And they get shocked. Like, really? That's better than yours? I'm like, trust me. I know how to address my hamstring <laughs> tightness, yet I'm still not doing it. But I know what to do if I ever need to. Or you don't you love when you're showing your patient something and you're like, ooh, I need to do more of that. That feels really good. And then you just I have never done do it. That. I have done that a couple of times. <laughs> Or I'll just do like three reps and I'm like, okay, I'm tired. All right, your turn. You got to do 30. Dude, body blade. The, we were talking about this with one patient one time. I was like, dude, I got enough to show you how to do it. And then it's like, here you go. I get, I get fatigued and don't make it to the 15 seconds. It's like, yo, you're going to be doing this much longer, but I'm just going to demonstrate one or two. Yeah. And by the, the way, you're going to do like, it. I do the balance ones all day. But when it comes to the flexibility yeah, on ones i'm like oh here's a wall angel except your palms are actually going to be on the wall i <laughs> don't even get there because of my anterior tightness but you got this yeah let me show you how to do it like that's when you get to high athletes like right now definitely with my foot like for example we've got a lot of ladder stuff we do and i love honestly i love ladder drills i love all of them i think they're so beneficial for so many different reasons but I can't even demonstrate them right now. One time my PT, when she was on her honeymoon, in order for me to show it, I legit had to sit on a stool and mimic my feet going in and out because I could not actually do it standing because of the weight bearing and the jumping. Like I couldn't bounce my foot weight bearing at all. Um, so that was a very I, unique I way I had to pull. <laughs> yeah. I Luckily, like all my patients, like I'm not going to pull that out for a patient who doesn't know me very well or doesn't know the situation I'm in or would I would think would look down on it if I did that. But like these patients were really chill, cool. They totally get it. They understand they were younger. So um, there was also times where I had to pull my, my uh, specialist in the front out and be like, Hey, do a lunch, <laughs> show them a lunch. Cause I literally can't get into a lunch position right now. <laughs> show them a lunch. <laughs> Um, and so it's been entertaining, but yes, we are our worst patients. We let things usually go. It's, well, I would say it's one of two things. Let's see if you agree with this, Ken. It's either you let things go way too late 
and you don't do, you don't really address it, or you maybe, you know, here or there, or you're just one quick ad ad addressing it and then kind of let it go by until it gets worse again and then just address it when it gets really worse. Or you're the over-addresser where you have to address every little thing. You're getting all the time, you know, advice or getting it fixed or getting it worked on because you feel like you're always injured with different things. Like the smallest little tweak in your neck. You're, you're like freaking out and going into hardcore mode of, um, exercises where it could be, you just slept wrong. <laughs> and this slept is, in a car. This is applied to myself, right? Well, just like in general into the field. Like there's the two well, types. It's one where you don't do anything and one where you overdo everything. Like you overthink everything and you're trying to address everything. I'm going to say a combination of both. Yeah. But for, in a way, so I'm going to apply this towards my thumb at the moment because my thumb has been acting up for about three months now. Um, and I didn't, um, longer than that. Probably longer. You're not wrong. I've been wearing it's a brace longer. like crazy. Um, but what I've been doing is initially I kind of just let it go and let it run its course until the point where I couldn't do certain manual techniques to the point where it's like, okay, now I have to over address this. And I worked on it nonstop for like 24 hours. Okay. Well, yeah, but I'm, hours, but just nonstop, but I let it get to the point where I almost couldn't do anything because of it. Yeah. As far as addressing everywhere on my body, I don't really do that. Like I got this kink in my neck. I kind of leave that alone. My back sometimes gets tight. I kind of leave that alone, but I will overly focus on one spot if it's acting up still. Yeah. And I, I definitely think like that's once we get to that, that no matter what can kind of happen. Um, but I'm thinking like more of those PTAs or PTs even, or even technicians who were like, they literally went on a car ride and slept on the, in the car and their neck is tight. And then they feel like they need to have everything done and worked on and they need to start physical therapy right away on it. And yeah, that I go haven't. a bunch of stuff just because. <laughs> no, I haven't gone that extreme from just. Yeah. Kind of so I think it's it's you're either one or the other. And it's not not so much like once you do start addressing it, like, yeah, we can become extreme. But I'm talking about more of the initial reaction of it. I'm probably definitely the. I'm not going to address it until it's the worst possibility, which I feel like is a little ironic since um. I have had so much go down with my foot and everything and I've been in physical therapy like my whole entire life practically. And that's probably why I wait to last minute to adjust it. Um, I don't, I've got so much going on. I don't like to almost be a burn and ask for something else. Cause like I've got, I've got a lot of other joint issues. Um, again, I was a competitive swimmer growing up my whole entire life. And so, like, I've always had some back issues. I've always had, um, so, like, rundown, quick rundown if you've missed some of the episodes. I have had physical therapy since I was nine. Um, I had bilateral impingement. Um, I had uh, bicep tendonitis. I've had um, thoracic issues. I've had uh, two knee, right knee surgeries. Uh, gosh, what have, I've had a TMJ. Um, I've Everybody had the ankle. Had TMJ. That's huh? 
everybody has a TMJ. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I you know that. what? It's called I TMJ. You every time, Lauren, just for. I know, but it's just, you know what? That's what it's called. That's what we go with. It slowly over time is probably going to change, but you know what? That's what I grew up knowing it as. So that's what it's sticking, <laughs> it's sticking as. as I just find it for fun. I know. But TMJ. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually went to physical therapy for teammate team don't no, see now i can't, I can't even talk. say it I see. no i can't see what you did you messed with my brain um what else am i missing am i missing anything else no because while you were going down your cervical list, i was thinking cervical like while you were going down your list i was thinking laura's been active since she was nine and then physical therapy and i've been a couch potato since i was nine <laughs> yeah you're never, in better shape than i am therapy. right now I've never had physical therapy. I've never really had surgery, knock on wood. Like, none of those things. But then again, I've never done anything competitively. I've done everything recreationally to the, you know, just for the enjoyment. But Well, not all of mine are due because of competitiveness. Some of mine's clearly genetics involved, too. But, like, the thing is, too, is I look at it, and definitely since, like, I was younger... I didn't go in to get treated until like things were really bad. Um, my mom was also a PTA. It was kind of like she grew up, by, was raised by a nurse. And I think that's the thing is like we see it and we see so many people come in sometimes for such simple things or use healthcare almost as like their personal gym or things like that. Um, that I don't know. Sometimes when you're in it for so long, you just kind of grow up with the mentality of rough some dirt on it and you'll be fine or you, it will just go away or, you know, it, it won't be that bad. Um, and so parts I mean, of that yeah, is just as much as I hate to say it, I feel like that's just like a male mentality too. <laughs> uh, both mine were all female. Like, I think it's just, again, it's a, the healthcare mentality of like, you're fine. You're not dying. You don't need to go in. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of, I mean, maybe it's just people I know, but also just therapy population wise, I feel like there's a lot more female Patient populations, um, just from my friends alone, really. Like, every, we don't seek any help. As yeah. you can tell, my thumb. I still haven't seen a doctor for my thumb, even though it's been hurting for four months. Yeah. I'm literally just like, eh, it'll go away eventually. I know your husband is the same way. I know some of our friends. Oh, are yeah, family, family member can be the worst. Um, speaking of family members, uh, Laura's mother pta is supposed to be getting therapy and uh she, she finally is oh but she after is. okay yeah so. after like three months of waiting what, and me telling the... her what to do she has a frozen shoulder because of it oh so speaking of we're our worst patients your mother is yeah PTA and she got frozen shoulder yeah and like i'm i'm my own worst patient it doesn't even have to do sometimes two of um you know, go getting in. Yes, sometimes we're the worst at just getting in. And part of it, too, is because of the fact that a lot of people think, like, hey, you're a PTA. You should be able to just, just to adjust this yourself. Like, um, it almost kind of looks weird. Like, if you're like, hey, can you evaluate me for this? Like, I don't know. could feel weird about that. Um, like, even when I took my time off and I was going in for my foot, um, uh, I actually didn't mention I was a PTA. That was licensed PTA. I went to somewhere completely different. They didn't know who I was. I didn't mention it at all because of the fact that 
previously I've had it treated where I was left up to more of my own accord. And yes, for an extent, like you, you know what to do, you know how to go, but here's the thing. You can't tell sometimes when you're in it, when you need to really advance, when you really need to push. Sometimes you can, or when you need to back off. Sometimes you can, but sometimes, you know, it's not easy having those eyes on you and having someone watch and see, be like, oh yeah, actually you are ready for this in advance. You, um, can be good. Uh, and so I think it's hard to, in our field, just to kind of go in and just be the patient in a way to turn our own braids off. And I think it's hard for people around us who know us just to see us as a patient too. So I think it makes it harder to start treatment. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. I feel like it's just, it's nice to have those extra set of eyes too, just to help progress you. And like you said, like we know what to do, but at the same time, just having someone else also take a look at it can make mm-hmm. a difference. Yeah. Cause there's sometimes like, it's hard to see, like I can't tell sometimes if I'm compensating. Um, we know we tell patients that all the time you know they you correct something and they're like oh i didn't even feel it i didn't even see that i was doing it and once they correct it they're like oh yeah i, I felt the difference but it's like you don't sometimes you don't even recognize you're doing it or um so it definitely is like important i think to have those second eyes now the other thing too is once you get in it's hard just to let someone else have the reins and just go based off of what you know they're feeling what they're saying um and letting them control kind of the choice to go. And that could be the other hard part about going in. Um, but I think the big thing is like when you go in and getting treatment yourself, you got to remember you're, you're just a patient, just be a patient. It's, this is the time for you to get healthy and just be a patient. If that makes sense too. Yeah. I'm just thinking of what I should be doing for my thumb. Yeah. Maybe you should stop thinking about what you should be doing for your thumb and go in. And I think I, I've got a very unique perspective um, on this just because, again, I've been in and on physical therapy my whole entire life. I've been there prior to being a PTA. I've been in it post being a PTA. I've had significant injuries. I've had smaller injuries. Um, there's been times where I know, hey, I should really get this looked at and times where I'm like, you know, that's not a priority right now. And I put it on the back burner. Like, honestly, I should probably get my left knee looked at. I know what to start with. Um, but man, it's been shot since my, my Achilles for the past three years, just taking on so much. Um, and it's hard to get started in that kind of stuff. But I will say like, again, just as much as we tell patients about, you know, being consistent about being, you know, proactive a little bit more i think we've got to do the same thing we got to demonstrate it a little bit more sometimes now that doesn't mean you gotta take everything to the extreme <laughs> no i agree i feel like um dang it i lost my train of thought i just had was it a- there and then just ran yeah. right off it, it's all the dock and it just ran right off of it oh, yeah <laughs> um it pulled a, um, oh gosh, Mission Impossible, <laughs> drove its motorcycle off, off the, yeah. <laughs> the cliff. <laughs> I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've, I've uh, seen that trailer way too many times now. Um, no, yep, I, it's completely gone. No, it's now. gone. Yeah, that, that yeah. Train, train has left the station. No, it's, 
it's definitely like I think we just have to take our own advice sometimes. That's the hardest part is be beneficial, be there just as a patient is my thing. If you're treating a colleague, of course, like you don't need to talk to them in so much layman's term. You like you don't need to fully supervise them as much. Like, let's just be honest. I'm honestly a form freak. Um, I joke about that all the time. I'm very particular on form because I think it's the basis for a lot of things. And so, like, when I am given some therabands for my ankles, does he need to stick around 24-7 to babysit me? No. But, you know, it's nice to have those extra eyes when I start to fatigue and I'm trying to push it. And he walks up and goes, yeah, no, just stop. <laughs> um, you know, also, it kind of gives you a little bit of reassurance of what you're feeling sometimes, too, versus what they feel. Um Sometimes I feel like, oh, it's just stuck in this area. And they're like, it's more right here, like based off of their palpation and that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, that makes sense too. So it's kind of nice that you get a second hands-on. And you get also the manual work. You know, I find manual work very, very important. Um, I'm a big fan of it, whether it's MOBS, whether it's um, soft tissue work, where, huh? No, I said soft tissue. I was trying to finish. Yeah, soft tissue work. Like, you, there's just, no matter what, let's just be honest. It's always whenever you try to rub something yourself, it's never the same. <laughs> no, that's true. It's, it's just not. And so, like, even that manual work, um, if you even feel 100% in your exercises, I don't think you can discount the manual work sometimes. Um, like, no, I good. definitely would not dig into as hard as they do sometimes on myself. I give up. Well, I mean, a couple of times Jared's worked on my, my hand. He pretty much got a tear out of me. I'm like, wow, you, you are definitely taking this to another notch than I have to myself just because I know my limit. And you're like, nope, uh, screw your limit. I'm going to work this sucker out. And yes, you are going to be sore. So it is nice to have someone else do it every once in a while because, yeah, they might push you a little further than you would yourself. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like your situation is a little bit more unique considering you've had therapy for multiple body areas and sections and limbs and whatnot. So it's nice to be able to see both sides of the coin. Um, When you, before you became a PTA, were you still like very involved in uh, like your sessions and whatnot? Or did you see, did you see a difference between before you went to school and after you went to school between your sessions? Like you stuck to your APP a little bit more after you became a PTA or maybe a little less because it's like, oh, I know what I'm doing. So that's like, whatever. Um, or it was the same mm, prior to license and after license. I think it just depends on the injury, honestly. Like how much significantly I felt it played a big role. Like, for example, pre- PTA, when I had my knee surgeries, my HEP, I was still on top of it when I was post-op. And then, of course, as I got back to my normal activity, back to more of my regular stuff and less pain, that HEP definitely got less and less, even when it, like, it was adjusted and changed. (laughs) Um, Now, I would say I probably play with it a little bit more. Um... Like, I instead of just, you know, taking just the HAP and then sticking just exactly to those exercises, I might rotate them around a little bit um, based off of just how I'm even feeling that day. 
Um, if I wake up and I'm a little bit more stiff, then I might focus more on my mobility exercises that day versus strength strengthening that day and then kind of use it as an arrest day. Um, so that definitely does change a little bit because, you know, usually when you, you have a patient and you give them their exercises, you give them like three to five and say, here's these ones I want you to focus on. But really, we have a lot more that we're going through in the clinic with them. Um, so like I kind of just nowadays I kind of take mine and I uh, adjust as need be. There's ones that for sure are like we're both on the same page that need to be honed in on and focused on. But I can adjust a little bit more because I understand. So. Yeah, I feel like under I get to both a blessing and a curse. I feel like yeah, you understand it more. So yeah, you might go off script a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Versus if you didn't really know anything, there's like, hey, these are the exercises I need you to do, and you're like, okay, cool. So I'll just do all of them. But more understanding everything, it could help you for sure. Because then you're like, oh, I can also do it this way, or I can do it that way, or you can mm-hmm. just be like, eh, I know what it's for. I'm fine. Like. I don't really need that motion. I don't really need this. I don't really need that. So it can definitely hurt you in some scenarios, I'm sure. Yeah. And I think like sometimes too is like we also could get a little too stuck to some of the protocols. Um, we might even hold ourselves back a little bit. Like right now I'm very cautious because again, we're, I'm on my third, third surgery. Um, and it's not going exactly as planned. Um, it's progressing, but it's just slow as I'll get up. And so it's like, okay, well, even though the protocol says this, I might be holding myself back a little bit. So it's nice to have those other, you know, once we discuss kind of our thoughts, the plan of what's going through, like the PT I'm working with, like what are ours? And we've all decided like, actually, no, we're, we're all between me, doc and PT. We've all agreed on a conservative treatment, but, um, it's just, it's definitely like before that I might've wiggled around a little bit, played with it a little bit more, um, in the first couple ones, nothing that I knew was going to significantly, uh, do anything, but you know, who knows, you know, it just, it definitely just changes your, your mindset, but we can be our worst patients. No, I agree. I feel like that knowledge can be hurtful at times mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a, like you said a blessing and a curse <laughs> but it's across all medical fields from what we understand from what we've heard um oh yeah all that definitely changes your perspective of things my doctor the other day was telling me how he went in for a glucose test just because and he was doing them at different hours and in increments of the day because he wanted to have a baseline Instead of just doing it in the just, morning. Just because. No, just because. He just, yeah. He wanted different times of the um, day after different meals. And he was retesting himself. And he was doing this for like a, about a week. But he has nothing going. I literally was like, uh, you, you okay? And he goes, oh, yeah, I just want to know. I'm just curious about myself. And it's like, okay. So, like, again, it can go, it can go different ways. We can almost overthink things sometimes, too. Um and we can underthink things. It's a little bit of both. So there's no perfect. I don't think there's any right way. Um, but my best advice is if you're a patient, what would you tell your patient? Tell yourself. My better advice and Laura's advice 
is oh, what you would tell your patient, do it yourself. Okay, that well, that was pretty much the same thing. No, I mean, I can tell myself I need to stretch my hamstrings, but I don't do it. I just know I need to, and I can tell myself I need to, but. You know what I meant. I know what you meant. I just wanted to. Um, but yeah, so we just kind of wanted to talk about that today just because of the fact that we're both kind of patients. Um, I've been yelling at Ken and my mother for a while to get in and family members honestly can be just as bad with us. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, that's a whole nother thing, but, uh, you know, I think it's important for us just because we work in this field, not to ignore ourselves in this field. So. No, I agree. And that goes beyond physical too. Like we've talked about burnout multiple times and mentally we yeah. should also take care of ourselves. Yeah. And if you guys want to know how we kind of take care of that and if we've gone through all of that, um, we'll link uh, a link, a link, link. We'll link, <laughs> link. link now link. we're talking. <laughs> uh, to the episode below where we kind of talk about burnout and some of the self-care stuff. Um, we've gone in depth. If you guys ever have questions or want to reach out, please feel free to reach out to us. Um, you know, we're not perfect, um, nor will we ever be perfect. Um, we can just give you advice based off of what we felt. Um, again, you know, we're, it's, we're by no means experts in this field. Um, and by no means there's our word loss. Uh, it's just, you know, we can help, help you if you need it to our best and with that said we'll wrap up our outro um so yeah be sure to like share do all the things we're gonna try to be a lot better going forward considering we did a lot of reposts the last month so thank you for bearing with us it was just a a busy time so we're gonna get back on track get our videos back on track and uh yeah go from there laura just laughs because she's not interested but anyways, <laughs> what? we'll catch you guys <laughs> not true. next week. Have a time. great weekend. Have a great holiday. All right. Bye, bye, guys. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.